one. Hello, everybody. Uh, we're back on a hero. This is uh, a comic class, and you got Melly Mel, Alex, and Vic, and we're going to talk comics, guys. Hi, fucking get, let's just get into it. Let's just get into it. What you guys read? Let's get into it. What do we want to talk about? What craziness is going on over here? Right, so, I mean, did you read- Tell them, Steve, Dave. <laughs> did you read Infinite Frontier? Yes, I finished it. Alex, you read it? Thoughts, thoughts. What are the thoughts on it? You I, haven't, it? I, haven't, I, haven't, I haven't read the whole thing. I haven't read the latest. What are you up to? Uh, the, not the, the last one that just came out, I missed. I haven't read that one yet. I'm still on my catch-up phase. Still in the catch-up phase. So okay. you don't recall the issue that you left off at. That's what you're telling us. Right? Negative. No, I don't, rec- I don't recall. But if you guys start talking, you're probably going to drop my memories, and I am going to jump into it. Well, actually, there's... um. I mean, I, I wish you really read that comic book. I have a lot of questions. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to shoot off. Hey, what, the fuck, what the fuck? All right, so what had happened was, uh, you know it involves Darkseid, right? Yes. Yeah, so he's trying to crack. This is what I'm confused about. He's trying to crack into the Omniverse? I'm trying yes. to understand what that mm-hmm. means. And then, yeah. but, but, but what does that mean? He's trying to crack into the omni. Trying to crack into this new what's 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 newly been created post death metal, where everything is restored. Is restored essentially, yeah. Yeah, because everything don't forget. everything matters. Dark side came back when we were doing the whole um, uh, like before infinite, like before infinite frontier even started. Yeah. Like you go back to like Green Lantern and everything and how they were f- fighting the time God and then they brought dark side about, and they were just like, Oh, you know, like dark side is dark side is this, whatever, whatever. And they brought him back and he turned out to betray the justice league and betraying the justice league. He it's basically dark side being dark side. He was like, no, just kidding. I'm actually, I just want to bring, you know, apocalypse back. And it's just like, and he was able to do that uh, at the end, right before infinite frontier started, Darkseid brought Apocalypse back. And obviously, like, in the meeting that the whole Justice League had, uh, that in, that infamous page that was all over social media that said, this is going to set up uh, the, the new DC universe for the next couple of years, about the, the next Flashpoint that's going to happen, all that stuff. Um, Batman even says to the Justice League, they had a little toast. And he said, listen, a lot of things are about to happen. And I just want to make sure that we're all on the same page and we're all working together and nothing will separate us because there are going to be new gods coming that will, that are, that we're basically going to have to fight off. Hmm. So like, this like setup for dark side, it just, it, it's just following. It's just following up. Okay. You said, a, you said dark side worked with the justice league. Uh, the the ju- justice league, what odyssey? Ju- justice league odyssey. Yeah. Yeah. This is when uh, this is when uh, it follow- Justice League Odyssey started um, when Martian Manhunter he named Cyborg the leader of the Justice League. This goes back. This I want to say Vic. What do you want to say? I want to say like maybe three years ago. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's it's po- it's uh, it, it 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 came out of the first metal event. The first metal event. Yeah. yeah. yeah so it was, it was. I think it was. It was after Dark Knight's Death Metal. Uh, Martian Manhunter essentially uh, made cyborg the leader of the justice league and he was just like okay he was like you know what you are actually 
I'm t- I've talked with everyone and you are the one who should be leading the D- Justice League. Like you were the best out of all of us. And obviously Cyborg was like, uh, you know, this is a little overwhelming because I don't think I could do this. You're asking me to lead like the big five. You know what I mean? You're I'm the leader of all of them. Like, you have a superhuman, you have uh, Amazon, you have one of the greatest, you have the greatest detective in the world uh, in existence. And you have like, you know, obviously debatable, but um, you know, Cyborg was going to lead it. And then Cyborg went into this whole depression thing. He basically ran away scared. Cause he was like, I don't think I'm fit for this. What? And in his, in his little runaway, he runs into Jessica Cruz, the green lantern. Um, they end up with, this is what this is like uh cyborg uh starfire green lantern they end up in this little and um what's his name uh order of saint dumas oh asriel 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 uh they create they make up justice league odyssey um and that was the team they end up in this universe uh it's like near the end of the source wall they don't know where the hell they are and it turns out in this universe uh, dark side is actually there and yeah so dark side is there and he's just like oh i'm in trouble like i'm trying to stop this uh this kind of reaping that's happening and uh, i need your help justice league and they help him out obviously at the end of the story uh dark side betrays them yeah. brings back brings back but the cool thing about justice league odyssey that i feel like a lot of readers should check out is that it's because of justice league odyssey a lot of worlds come back into existence for instance uh what is it uh starfire's home planet was actually there it was in this this world this this group of worlds that have just been imprisoned i think it was uh the imprisonment of um brainiac uh all these words worlds came out so like like uh what was it terra terran right something like tamarin Oh, t- t- uh, yeah, Tamarin. That, that's Tamarin, Tamarin, Tamarin. Ah, I think it was Tia and Tamara. Sister, yeah. sister. Anyway, um, <laughs> but but uh, that came out and it was like, um, it was really dope. It's really dope to see all these planets that have been missing and have been talked about in comics for a long time. And turns out, obviously, they were all imprisoned by Brainiac. Yeah. And you got to see all these worlds and this is how again this the setup for infinite infinite frontier this is how these worlds came back into the comic into the dc universe it was thanks to this event Shit, man. Right. it was a big story bro like justice league odyssey i remember picking up the first issue i was like this is weird i'm like all right i'm not crazy about these heroes but let's see where this goes and it was a necessary ride let's just say that it was a necessary ride to set up tons of things that are going on in the dc universe Alex, I gotta ask you. Since um, I think I, I feel like me and Vic were like, ne- uh, we're we're reading kind of the same. We're at the same pace. So update us on what like you've been reading, because I know you read shit that is different from us. Um, yeah, I read <laughs> everything. All right, so let's uh, let's set this up real quick, and I will run you guys through it. Like you know what's going on in the comic book world. Obviously, not the whole comic book world, but. In my little in, in my little neck of the woods, what I've been uh, what I've been dabbling into. So um, I've been reading uh, lots of months to catch up. So I'm kind of reading all the story arcs in one swoop. Uh, not done yet, but Nightwing right now I'm going through 78 and eight to 83. Uh, that's how far I've gone so far. Really dope story. I was wondering why these things were flying off the shelves. 
phenomenal mm-hmm. story. It's it's opening up. Yeah, I didn't I didn't understand it. I would go to the shop. I go to different shops, and they're like, "Oh, that issue is gone." I'm like, "Okay, I have a subscription. I'm fine. I got the issue. I'll eventually get to reading it." And now I'm seeing why. Like literally, out of these six books, there is an insane amount of things going on. You have the first appearance of Heartless, this new villain that's facing off with Nightwing. Obviously, Nightwing has to balance like most writers. Uh, you're gonna have your hero balancing with uh, with their op- their polar opposites. So right now, Nightwing has to duke it out against Blockbuster, but at the same time, you have this new mysterious villain in the background named Heartless. Uh, we've also Wait, who's in Blockbuster. Blockbuster. He's like uh, he's like. Uh, you know how like Marconi is like the king of Gotham, okay. like the, the yeah. kingpin of Gotham, and then you have Blockbuster, who's like kind of like the kingpin of like Bloodhaven. Gotcha. So okay. he is the Marconi to Batman gotcha. in Gotham. Blockbuster is that to Nightwing in Bloodhaven. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. All right. So um, in the series, you're gonna you get introduced to Heartless, his first appearance, his cameo. Uh, we haven't gotten to his origins yet. This, this, I don't know how long, how exactly long this, uh, this run is going to be, how many issues the story arc is going to be, but I mean, we're, I'm already on the sixth book and it says, you know, part six. So, uh, it doesn't say to be concluded. So, I mean, this is going to be a few, it's probably going to be a 10, uh, a 10 book story arc. Um, but, uh, we get introduced to Heartless as this new character. He's going out, he's hunting down homeless people and literally ripping their hearts from their chest. He's Man. got this little kind of like a dark wing duck, um, like claw gun that he shoots out, goes into, like shoots into the body, burrows a circular hole and rips the heart out. Oh shit. Uh, why is he stealing the hearts? We do not know. Um, apparently he does have a history with Nightwing. So this could be a previous villain that he was facing. I don't, I can't really think of who yet, um, but must be a previous villain and He's just come to wreak havoc in Bloodhaven, and he's after Nightwing again. Holy shit! Uh, also, in it, uh, you there's a the intro like you know incorporating um, Blockbuster. You talk about uh, this new character. Uh, she's introduced um, as like you know like basic like uh, corrupt politician. Uh, turns mm-hmm. out she's actually the sister of dick grayson that's sick i saw so it's they start off i think it was issue 79 i think it was 79 or it was 80 80 was the first appearance of heartless i think 79 was her first appearance it was a cameo appearance um and that one it basically like introduces her as like this random corrupt politician as you go on uh she reveals herself to be the sister of nightwing how does she reveal it just gonna break it break that issue down real quick uh, Nightwing knew that she was a corrupt politician, got the information from Batman. Uh, he goes in, he's going in, he sneaks into her apartment to interrogate her. Uh, her girlfriend is there in the room. She fucking knocks him out. Obviously, Nightwing recovers, but, you know, he's he got shot in the head. He's still recovering from that gunshot. Uh, so it dazes him a little bit more. Uh, she comes out of her room. She knocks him over the head with a baseball bat. Nightwing wakes up. Uh, Nightwing wakes up and he ha- doesn't have his mask on, so he's freaking out. And then this girl, she's standing over there. I can't, the, her name escapes me right now, but she's standing there looking at him and she's just like, Dick Grayson, you're Nightwing? And he's just like, oh shit, like my mask is gone. And he's like trying to look for his mask, like he's like looking looking for his mask, can't find it. 
um, and she identifies herself as his sister. Doesn't understand what's going on. He's freaking out. The next issue, uh, she reveals how exactly she is his sister. The yeah. way she reveals it is that, so you have the flying Graysons, right? Yeah. Husband and wife. Um, what happened was before his father ended up with his mother. Of course. She, they were just, yeah, I, right? I was like, all right, this is kind of like a little skit, like this oh. little scapegoat that you're taking. Well, by, to, the way, by the way, by the way. I'm for it. I'm for it. Like, yeah, I'm for it. I'm for it. This is cool. This yeah, is dope. This is, cool. this is like this is updating a character uh, in the right way. I feel. Or, or yes. Like, or like yeah. a new character the right way. It just adds like more depth. And like it's fine that we all knew how they were gonna do it. Like, of course, this <laughs> was bad. I would go um, back. <laughs> of course, but I like this. I like this. Anyway, continue. Continue. Uh, so basically, um, she was a girl. She was like, like brought into the city illegally she fell in love with like the head of the crime fa- uh, one of the crime families in bloodhaven he like imp- he like you know kind of like this uh human trafficking and then um she ran away from him when they were at the circus she the flying graysons found her knew she was in trouble took her in hid her uh the flying graysons were not a couple yet apparently uh. they were just really dope partners who oh you know we do acrobats and acrobatic uh. things and stuff like that um and during all that i guess uh his father uh obviously took a liking to her because they were protecting this girl from this crime family and you know they got to doing what they got to doing and basically she got pregnant uh the 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 mob boss finds out where she is uh he can he takes her back and obviously the graysons they have no weight anywhere so they can't even steal her back they're just part of a traveling a traveling circus so that's it. She's gone. In the process, she's pregnant. Uh, she's like, I think it said she was like a month and a half pregnant or two months. She was two months pregnant with her. Um, so then uh, the crime boss thinks, oh, I have a daughter. Like, no, you don't. It's actually that guy's daughter. Uh, and then eventually, like, you know, she tries to bring she, when her daughter grows up, she wants to introduce her to her father when the circus is back in town. But when she gets when the circus gets back in town, there is the there are the flying Graysons, and oh look, introducing their son, and she was like, oh like I'm glad that he's happy. There was no animosity. They were both happy. There, she was happy that he was happy, and he had another kid. It's right. all good. She was just like, I just hope that one day my daughter gets to meet her father or at least her brother. And sure enough, they finally do. Um, long story short. Uh, they find out that she has a big list with the FBI. Uh, it's all redacted files. And Batman's like, you know, this is a little fishy. Finds out it was all a plan. She's actually a double agent. She's an FBI agent who's who takes down mob bosses. And sure enough, it's ironic that her stepfather is a mob boss. Um, but she's, you know, gathering the files to break him down. That's why her her FBI list is so big. It's all it's all doctored. So seeing that she's a secret double agent, FBI, double FBI agent. Uh, trying to take down the mob in Bloodhaven. And Nightwing is also, he's the superhero of Bloodhaven and they're both related. I think that's a really, really cool take on these two characters um, because the way I was looking at it was like, okay, cool. So now Bloodhaven has their Batman. It is Nightwing. And now he kind of has his Commissioner Gordon. Ah. Who is his sister. You know what I mean? It's his sister. She's not the commissioner because she's actually the mayor of Bloodhaven. So Blockbuster thinks like, oh, 
I've got one of my one of my people on the inside. They're the mayor of Bloodhaven, so I can get whatever I want done because she's part of the family. Lo and behold, yeah, she's part of the ha- family, but she's actually a double agent trying to bust your ass and send you to jail. Oh, um, all the while this is going on, all these reveals, all these things, uh, fucking Dick Grayson gets himself a puppy. Not too important, but it's a cool little thing. Um, but you know, that was uh that was really, really dope. I like what they're doing with Nightwing. Uh, I like what they're they're like you said, they're building more on this character and they're doing it in the right way. They're not like they're not gender bending, they're not just flipping somebody like, oh, we're gonna reveal a new thing about this character that he does. Like, what are you talking about? We've been following him for years. Now, now this is like, come on. It's it's not identity politics. It's not identity politics. I'm just yeah. I'm not crazy about it. I really like. I really, I really, I thoroughly enjoy it. Uh, real quick, uh, we're gonna hit. I'm gonna hit. Um, Alien. Anyone reading Alien right now? Re- this story is really good. Uh, this is now obviously Alien has been bought out from um, Dark Horse Comics. It is now under the Marvel umbrella because uh, now Marvel owns the rights to Alien, Xenomorphs, and everything like that. Um, How do you feel about that? Quick rundown. I'm not a fan of it. Uh, story is really, really well written. Love the story. Uh, it's really interesting to take on, you know, xenomorphs and stuff like that. But what they're talking about in terms of the hive being an an all knowing, like kind of like seeing into the future, psychic hive mind that could like see future generations of itself. I'm like, okay, like I get it because now you're kind of you're gonna pull them into the Marvel universe. And the fact that xenomorphs exist. I mean, I'm all for the xenomorphs existing and just being this animalistic creature that just wants to reproduce and grow. You know what I mean? But now it's there. They included a, a version of it where it's like, no, it's like, like oh. in human form. I'm oh, like, that, no. that's not, it's in human form, but like with xenomorph things on it. Oh. And I'm like, I'm like, oh my God, I already know oh. where you're going with this. He was like, oh, it's an ultimate queen who wants to control everyone psychically and the, Z- the Xenomorphs are all following that. I'm like, it ruins the fact, I feel like it ruins like the whole Ridley Scott vibe that he created starting with Alien. Like Alien started like, it's just these creatures that will infest the planet and they'll infect the planet and that's it. They just create the giant hive just like living on this planet. Now you're trying to, it's like, now, if you create this whole idea of this one hive mind living in the future, trying to like infect all these planets, it's like, you guys remember that Rick and Morty episode of his ex-girlfriend who's basically a giant planet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, who just wants to unify everything. Like, oh, we will unify into one smart, peaceful, loving society. Unity. Unity. That's basically it. Only it's xenomorphs. Yeah. And I was like, yo, this is Rick and Morty. But this is Xenomorphs. Like, why are you ruining my childhood right now? Dude, no, I love the whole fact that they're just mindless creatures that just want to reproduce. It, they're just like ants, you know? Like, that sounds terrible. Yeah, that's totally fine. But now it's just like, there's going to be a human aspect where it's probably going to talk to you and like manipulate your mind into doing things. Like, man, that's like, that's like incorporating, like I said, Rick and Morty or like Starro from dc comics like you know like controlling everything like dude this is not this is not necessary at all why are you doing this (laughs) leave it alone 
You know? I think the ace in the hole is just in case anything bad happens to the Disney company, they're like, all right, our final, our final act. And they open up a golden treasure chest and it's a, <laughs> and it's a movie script that syncs the Marvel universe with Star Wars universe with the Xenomorph universe. <laughs> God, no, leave it alone. Keep them separate. That's like they're ace in the hole. They're like, okay, we'll never go bankrupt because we still have this fucking film we could do. (laughs) Everyone will fucking buy it. I know I'll fucking buy it. I mean, I'm, I, I am, dude. Like, how many times have people wanted and cried for a crossover with Star Wars and Xenomorphs? Imagine. It sounds so dope. Totally possible. Totally possible. How? No, because oh, all the aliens out in the galaxy, bro. True, true. They can go visit that planet. Exactly, and xenomorphs travel intergalactically because everyone wants to use them as a bioweapon. Like it was established in Prometheus, it was established in um, uh, what is it? Yeah. Uh, the other the the other movie I can't think of it right now. Uh, Alien Covenant, but yeah. it was just like, but like I love the fact that they're just like creatures that were just created for the purpose of just infestation you know what i mean they're like they're just like termites that's all they are they just keep infecting and reproducing and growing like that's all they care about nothing else and now if you give them like this like an omnipotent being of themselves that like oh i'm gonna control all my little drones and they're all gonna do do my bidding i'm like man you had that's what the queen was for like that's so whack it's so whack that now they're they're all they all think alike and they all work together like no like let there be bull aliens let there be dog aliens let there be humanoid ones like leave them alone i'll tell you what's whack the fact that marvel charges over 100 bucks for a fucking hardcover of all the classic alien books wow really good books yeah they put out um they put out omnibuses of like you know predator alien all the dark horse stuff collected in a thick like a thick you know tomb of a book but those things are like a hundred bucks plus i remember when they were putting that stuff off from dark horse they had like really nice oversized hardcovers for like 29 bucks or in paperbacks i'm like you know i want to read the old stuff i remember i was going through my books i went to the storage unit and i found like a a collection of dark horse alien comics that i completely forgot i bought and i know i haven't read and (laughs) and i'm just like oh my god did they even did dark horse even get a chance to continue this and i'm looking online i don't think they did and all the old dark horse trades that they put out for for um for aliens that collected the old like the old the old mini omnibuses those are like a hundred bucks a piece because they're out of print they don't make them anymore dude so it's just annoying to me that marvel has his license now and they want to overcharge just so they can make these really nice hardcovers it's just that's what pisses me off. I want reprints, but I want them affordable. I do. I, I semi benefited in the fact pre pre Marvel's pre the Disney purchase or the Disney buyout. Um, every New York Comic Con, I would always go to certain sellers and I would just buy like the whole collection of comics, all oh, yeah, dude. versions. Same. I would I would buy them. I think I bought uh, an Alien versus Predator crossover that dark horse did i bought it for like seven bucks for all five issues in the in the arc or like more than five maybe six seven issues yeah i was just collecting them i was like you know like i'm buying the omnibuses but i would love to own the individual issues and that's I, remember, what I, 
Midtown got like the original, the original issues of like the very first Alien series that came out post Aliens, the second one. And I'm only missing one issue. And I'm still like trying to, I can't remember which one it is. And I'm still trying to track it down. But Midtown had them all except one. And I'm like, why do you do this to me? Why October, do you do this man. to me? New York Comic Con 2021. Why do you guys do this to me? Why, why do you do that? I'm all about hunting. Um, but yeah, that was um, that was my take on that Aliens, on the Alien series going down. Still a really, really cool story. Uh, I like what they're doing with it. It's just now it's taking a turn with this whole omnipotent xenomorph being that lives in the future. Uh, that could psychically connect to everything in the past. That one's just like it's. It so, made me pause. It made me. This was so good. Oh yeah. Read it. Both of you. Yeah. This was so good. Yeah. Oh man. Alex, you haven't read it yet. That's on my to go, bro. That's on my to go. Oh, oh, you son of a bro. You son of a fucking bitch. Oh. Uh. God, oh. I did. I did, honestly, I did. I didn't even care that uh, Clayton Henry didn't draw it. Oh my God, the art! It was so good, dude. Okay, it was so good. On my, on my to read so right good. now. All right, Alex. Let me uh, let me just let me just spoil one thing that doesn't affect the story. It, yeah, it, doesn't, spoils, it does not even affect the story. It spoils one thing. And this just I went crazy for it. So. Uh, it's a flashback. Uh, no, no, no. Forget it. I'll just keep my mouth shut about this. Selena yeah. Kyle's talking to uh, Dick Grayson. Right? And then she goes, Dick Grayson. Okay. Kyle. She's talking to Dick Grayson. And she goes, um, you know, Bruce Wayne told me why he had you wear that bright colored outfit when you were a kid. And do you know why? And then Dick Grayson was like, yeah, I know why. He was like, because if it wasn't bright colored, then I would hide in the shadows. And I would use that to my advantage. So Bruce wanted him to uh, be at, to 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 work on his disadvantages, which made him work even harder because he can't blend in with the dark. So that's what. By the way, that's what Bruce told Dick. So then, Selena goes, "That's not what he told me." And then Dick goes, "What what did he tell you?" And then she says, "He wanted to make the Joker laugh." Because if he didn't take you seriously, he wouldn't kill you. Like, that part fucking blew my fucking mind. What? That blew my fucking mind. Yeah, no, that was, that that, was, that was tough. That's that was what I went tough. nuts for. That's what I went nuts for in the group chat. I was like, what? By yeah. the way, that's not the craziest thing that happened in this series. That's Absolutely just a not. side thing. It's a side thing, but dude. That's what I went nuts about. The art was so good. Liam Sharp is the same dude that's drawing Batman uh, Reptilian, but in that in that series, he's uh, he's painting, so that's why it's, that's why it looks different. This he's actually you know he's using you know pencils or whatever, but like yo, he's it was so good. What it fit the issue so well. It was so dark and. It's exactly everything I want Batman to be like, but like dark in a good way. Not like it's not oh. it's not Frank Miller dark. Oh yeah. You no. Know? Oh. But it's dark in the in the sense that you know Batman lives in the shadows. You know he's you know he can't let any really anyone in. He's a complicated person. You know he knows he can't. Um, he can't. Uh, shit. What was I gonna say? He knows he that. 
Oh, I think Vic cut off. Yo, this artwork is. I mean, I, I'm I'm holding off because I'm holding off on dope story arts, but yeah. this artwork is phenomenal. Hold on, hold on a second, Vic. That ass just cut off. Um, let me send this back to Vic. I'll wait for him to get back. That was weird. Um, here's a here's just the page so that uh, anyone watching could at least see the artwork in this book. Now, yeah, I know. Fuck. All right. Fuck, bro. This artwork is sick. Dude, Alex, so, like, the way it's not just the artwork, but the story itself, bro. So, the way, the way, uh, yes, exactly. My man, think Berserk meets Batman. Like, this is the final issue. Think Berserk, your boy Guts. Think Guts meets Batman. Like, this is what we're... This is what we're talking about. Like, this is how crazy this fucking issue is. And the way they add they add more information on the history and like the bio of, of Batman and the Bat family is yeah. just is is money, bro. It's it's money. Bro, I haven't read I haven't read City of Bane, but Vic told me that the City of Bane precedes this. It precedes uh Batman Catwoman? Yeah. Yeah, it does. Alfred's still alive in this. So, oh, oh, that's right. Wait, so what was City of Bane? City of Bane? That right. was um. Well, that was the wedding. Yeah, the wedding, the infamous wedding. Um, oh, sorry, I missed one more thing that's also happening in this Nightwing series. Um, Alfred in Alfred's will, there was a there was a reading uh, that Babs did. Um, that girl. She read Alfred's will. Uh, Nightwing wasn't there for the for the reading. Turns out Alfred was a billionaire because, you know, obviously he's a butler. He's getting paid by the Waynes. Uh, he's been a billionaire for quite some time, and he just never used the money for anything. Uh, and he left his entire fortune to Nightwing, saying that I know you would know what to do with this money. I had no use for it because I had everything I needed, which was taking care of these kids, taking care of Bruce Wayne, taking care of Dick and the rest of the Bat family. Um, so he had no use for the money. He left it all to Nightwing. Uh, so like I said, uh, Nightwing kind of mirroring Batman to Gotham. Nightwing is now a rich philanthropist in Bloodhaven who is creating like foundations for kids and the homeless and things like that. Again, mirror, literally mirroring Bruce Wayne into Bloodhaven. Yeah, but in like a better way. And it, yeah, yeah, yeah. He he is like a better Bruce Wayne almost. Like in terms of his moral code and Yeah. Like, I mean like you look at it, I don't I don't I don't want to I don't want to incorporate this into we could do this on on a, on an on a hero or on a hero podcast and not the uh, comic class, but uh on your recommendation I was watching the Titans show and um just the way they portray Batman there like yeah, dude, like Nightwing is, you know, yeah, morally, he's the one you should be going for, but obviously, oh, you started fun. season three, yes, I started, Excellent. I started Excellent. watching, yeah, don't I'm like go you don't need one and two, you really that's don't. why I haven't, I haven't watched one and two, I just started mm -hmm. at three, and three's yeah. amazing. The start, bro, how how dope is Nightwing in that show? Nightwing that's is Nightwing. Fucking dope. that's Nightwing. <laughs> How in the beginning, that first fight, the battle, yeah, Beast Boy throw down, like Superboy, 
I, I was like shocked with Beast Boy and how he was fighting. I was like, yeah, this is right. This makes sense. This isn't, it wasn't corny. It wasn't a cheap, like cheap parlor tricks that they did to like, oh, you know, Beast Boy is doing something right now yes. as a gorilla or something. Like, no, he's actually fighting, you know? Yes. Yes. As a beast. But yeah, that, um, because, that's for sure Nightwing. Because still trying to make his way in? Uh, I, I, I sent him the link, but um, okay. Yeah. Probably, he probably might have his laptop might have ran out run out of battery or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just gonna keep going with this. Uh Rorschach, I don't know if you've been reading it. I just gunned through all these issues. Like I said, I've just been gunning through story arcs and story arcs. Uh Rorschach, really uh Tom King is writing the story. Um artwork is you know, it's good, nothing crazy, nothing like heart stopping, but still really, really well well written. Uh didn't really know where where he was going with the story. Um, I was I would always find myself confused from issues like one through five. I was like, okay, I, I see what you're doing. There's a there's Rorschach, but it's not Rorschach. It's somebody else. He's got this weird looking sidekick who shoots guns and things like that. Um, okay, it kind of meets the Rorschach persona where you know kill villains and everything like that. But it's it was so weird. I was so lost. But Thank goodness I actually got to read the story all the way through issues nine through not nine, right? What am I saying? Six. Right? It's just six through eleven. And now I finally got the full feel of the story. Um, it's kind of like a detective Jason Bourne kind of thing, minus the action, just the just the whole spy. You know, you know what I mean? Kind of like the spy mystery thing going on. Is this um, wait, is this like after the Watchmen series or before? Like is this, this is before the Watchmen series. Before Definitely the before the Watchmen series. Uh, this focuses primarily on uh, what's ha- going on, which is just the Rorschach symbol. Like someone's using it, and they're trying. Detectives are going in trying to figure out like who's using the symbol, what 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 did he use it for, and you know something happens where a politician was aimed at, and Rorschach was involved. And this detective comes in, he's called in to investigate and see what was the motive, who was it, how did Rorschach come back, things like that. So he investigates like the origin of Rorschach and why the guy who was playing Rorschach did what he did. Um, it's it's really interesting. Uh, it's a it's a cool mystery read, like oh like not a crazy page turner, uh, but it's just you have to. You have to really watch your track and how you're reading. You know, typically when I'm reading comics, I'm going across panels, like I'm going here to here. And it's pretty obvious when you have to go all the way across the book. Uh, this one, there are some points where I'm a little confused. I'm like, do I keep reading across across from page to page, uh, from one end of the page to the under, other end of the other page? Or do I keep going down? And I'm just like, I can't keep track. The way uh, Rorschach. Oh, yeah, way, when that happens. the way King is writing, like, it's like every single, every single, every single issue, the paneling is totally different. That's what I'm noticing. And they even talk about it in the latest issue. Issue 11, um, the detective mentions, he's just like, you know, like, it's just like a comic book panel. Uh, not the detective, uh, the comic book writer. He talks about like writing comic books and, you know, like you got to know how you arrange your panels and I'm just looking at it and I'm like, okay, I'm kind of seeing like a parallel to how 
the panels are being written in the actual comic and how he talks about panels and how it should be organized and things like that. And it is confusing. I'm interested to see in the next coming in the upcoming book um, where they're going with this, because like the, I feel like the panels definitely have something to do with the story. And maybe there's like this old, whole big picture that I'm just not seeing. Uh, don't blame me. I'm not like a fucking super intellectual person when it comes to like puzzle breaking. That's why you go on YouTube and probably find those guys who can like really break down. It's like, oh, you know, you do this because in a previous issue of whatever he wrote, he did this, and whatever. I'm not, I'm not one of those guys, but it's just really confusing to me. I don't know. I'm not, it, it, it really like, it really, it really, it's really throwing me off when I'm reading this book. Yeah. I hate, I hate when panels do that. When you start a page and you don't know if you should go straight across or up and down. Like, yeah. Yeah. Man. yeah. Um, it's usually you just, you know, you follow how the, the dialogue flows. Yeah, Something yeah. that if the next, you know, word bubble doesn't make sense the way you just read, read it before. And then, you know, you got to go back and go back and collect $200. <laughs> um, last one. I'm going to stop with this one. Uh, Radiant Black uh, is a series that came out by Image Comics. Um, it's a, This one is actually a really, really fun read. Highly recommend it. Uh, our work is really, really good. Uh, story writing is, it's, um, you know, it's leading up to something really, really big. Uh, spoiler alert, if you're not, if you don't want to find out, actually, no, I'll just set it up for everyone watching so people can kind of get an idea who, exact, who exactly Radiant Black is. Uh, kid, he's a writer, he's an Uber driver or a taxi driver. Um, he's doing his own thing, you know, he's having a hard time, he's living at home with his parents. Uh, he doesn't really know what he wants to do with his life. Um, him and his friend go out to drink, hang out, you know, drown the sorrows that I, like I'm pretty sure lots of other people out there are doing. Like they just don't know what they want to do with their life and they're out there probably medicating, self-medicating, whatever. And um, like most superheroes, uh, something happens. Uh, he's out and then he sees kind of like this black hole floating in the middle of like the train tracks. He touches it and he takes on the super suit and then he's like, wow, I have superpowers now. Uh, finds out there are other people with superpowers as well, and it leads into this whole universe of things going on. Doesn't know exactly what's going on. <clears throat> All right, give me a second. Um, so what was it? All right, so so that's that's all going on with this character, and uh, but something happens. Uh, and you know, it's something unexpected, something we don't, we're not usually like, uh, we're not, it's not that we're not usually used to it happening in comic books, but, um, mostly usually when you're watching a TV show, like you're introduced to this character and then something happens and, you know, like it kind of throws you off, but in a good way, because sometimes, you know, I feel like writers, maybe they aren't really feeling a character and midway through a story, um, there's one character in their story where they're just like, eh, let me change this up. So that also kind of happens in Radiant Black. Uh, still a really dope read. Uh, the direction they're going, I think is, I, I, I actually really enjoy it. Uh, you have other comic book companies out there who are creating stories for certain fans. Um, this, this is an image comic and this is, that means it's a writer who wants to, do their own take on something that's out there that's already popular and he's twisting it up i don't know if you guys care if i spoil it for you or pretty much tell you no, what kind of going on there. that's where um, 
All right. Fuck it. Let's do this. All right. Radiant Black issue number seven kind of like reveals what's going on uh, right on the cover. Uh, so they kind of go in a Power Rangers direction. That's oh, the way okay. I take it. Uh, so you have Radiant Black who's in charge of kind of like gravitational poles and black holes and just controlling gravity. You have this one who controls uh, uh, energy, absorbing energy and shooting it back out. You have another one who can control teleporting to different parts. Obviously, it's a superhero team. You know what I mean? Like these yeah. guys have been randomly chosen, not even chosen, just they were there. And the way they take on these black holes that give them powers, it's kind of like, uh, imagine the Green Lantern ring and the, the bear dies. And instead of the ring going out, and like finding somebody, it just stays there. And whoever finds it, boom, now you're a Green Lantern. Only this one, it's like, boom, now you're a Radiant. That's what that's how they call themselves, the Radiant. And uh, in it, you're linked up to this kind of Zordon. And um, he like tells them like, there's someone who's trying to attack Earth. And it, you have now taken on the, the costume of the Radiant. And will you protect your planet and your species from being destroyed? blah, blah, blah. And obviously they're like, oh yeah, I guess. I mean, the plan's going to get destroyed. Like I have nowhere else to go. And they all take it on. They all take on the mantle in that issue. In issue six is when they actually kind of all meet up. Not all of them. We'll see. Maybe there are more characters because right now we only have four and I know Power Rangers typically five. So I feel like there's going to be one more hero that's probably going to show up uh, or one more radiant that's going to appear. I don't know what color they're going to be. Who knows? We have black, uh, well, we have blue, red, uh, yellow, and purple. I don't know what other color they can incorporate, but, you know, it's comic books. Who knows? They might do a turquoise or some shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool, though. Uh, it's like Power Rangers. It's like Power Rangers, basically. But this is Image Comics. This isn't, um, right. what's up? Power Rangers on right now. Aftershock? Or IDW? I think they're ID IDW right now. I don't know. Like, you mean the show or the comics? The comic. The comic. The comics? Yeah. How's that so, going? Are you, were you keeping up with that? The Power Ranger comics? I was for a little bit with Shattered Grid. It was kind of like creating a multiverse of Power Rangers. It was cool because, like, you had uh, uh, Dragoon, who was basically, like, a very evil Tommy, who was, like, doing, uh, remember Jet Li, the one? He yeah. was like killing all these different versions of himself and like culminating all the power into one being. Yeah. Um, that's what he was really kind of thinking doing. about that movie the other day. <laughs> <laughs> that's so the weird. movie too. The ending I forever sticks with me. Um, <laughs> but like that's what he was doing, and he was like collecting all these like morphers from across the universe, all the multiverses, and like giving it to his soldiers to create armies of like. This is the green or this is the yellow ranger brigade or the red ranger or the blue ranger brigade shit like that like this is the black ranger battalion whatever um but that's basically what was going on over there shattered grid was all these heroes from different multiverses coming together and uniting and fighting against this one this one villain who's crossing the multiversal boundaries you know what i mean mm -hmm. it's kind of like uh what was it Dark Knight's death metal in that aspect where everyone was coming together, all these heroes, and they were fighting the Batman who laughs like that. That's what was going on in that shattered grid. After that, there were other like big story, uh, uh, like story arcs that happened with Power Rangers. I never really fell into them. Um, I was just really interested in this whole shattered grid thing. 
they're all saying like I saw these advertisements on Instagram and YouTube about it and I was like you know what it's coming out in comics like let me buy it and check it out and I read it and it was a really good story huh. interesting you know what I see a lot of ads for I see a lot of ads for this comic by Tyler Kirkman it's Tyler called, Kirkman yeah okay. do you know what's it called uh, I think it's called um, like Death Games or something. Um, uh, something like that. You know, yeah. is, is, is Tyler Kirkman a person or did I make that up? No, he's not. He's real, dude. He's real. <laughs> he's he's real. been drawing for years. Okay. Yeah. He's I done thought... Marvel. He's done DC. He's done Superman, X-Men. Yeah. He's done it all. All right. Uh, I'm looking for that. Um, I wanted to show you. Tyler, he's writing this one. He, yo, bro, he, oh, he's, he keeps fucking promoting it. Um, okay, all right. It's uh, what is this shit? It's a new series that he's coming out with. You said right? Yeah, a yeah. New, a new book. Yeah, it's a new do book. Know, do you know under what umbrella? Uh, I it might be image. It might be. Stole image. Damn, I can't find his um his IG. Damn. Let's see. Did you see? Do you see it? I'm on his IG right now. Yeah. You see the guy with the blonde hair and the fucking bandana as a mask. Yeah. Final boss. There you go. Final boss. I said death match. Fuck. <laughs> Think of a team death match. I go. I get ads for that all the time. Final boss. Final boss. Yeah. I'm gonna get the final boss. Oh, he's doing a deluxe box set. $250. I'm okay. Damn. <laughs> like that that better be a fucking good story. If it's yeah. like fucking better when wait, did Tyler Kirkman do Invincible? No, he might have done covers, maybe some probably variants. covers, yeah. Okay. I'm seeing a lot of stuff from him where he does a lot of cover art, so. He's probably dominantly a cover art. Maybe this book he's doing the interior for, the penciling. Hmm. Vic, what have you been reading? Uh, mostly, mostly D- honestly, I'm mostly reading N- DC and anything that has uh, the Bat Family in it. Yeah. Well, that's the majority of my, my pile. That's the majority of my pile. Like the one definite indie, indie standout that I've been reading is... Uh, tiger from image tiger it's so good it's jeff johns gary frank who he's a beast yeah if you guys are familiar with those two you know they've done excellent work over the years especially at dc even some marvel stuff went way 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 back when so this is like his first creator-owned uh series Mm -hmm. and he is truly he's building a big universe He's building something huge. Basically, it takes place like, yeah, it's called Geiger. It takes place like 30 years in the future uh, after like a nuclear war has decimated a lot of America. And the main character, Geiger, uh, was this dude who, uh, who, who had cancer. And then like on the day when the bombs are dropping, he's, he's rushing to get his family into uh, uh, the fallout shelter that he has. He gets trapped outside as the bombs go off, but he lives somehow. They haven't truly explained it. Okay. Basically, he wears this containment suit and he has these uh, nuclear f- fuel rods that basically contain him, like the power that he has. 
if he doesn't have the rods, he can just totally just, he turns green and he can easily just explode and just nuclear fallout everywhere. So he's just a, a, this guy who's been wandering. He's like essentially he's like this legend. The story takes place like years later, and he's just like this myth. He's a legend. No, you know, he's like this guy that lives out in the wasteland. And like Vegas is like the only place that has people in it, and it, it, you know, it, it's run by like this king, and there's like pirates involved. Damn. It is. Really, I mean, it's really good. Like Jeff Johns looks good building something special here, and it's the, the first major arc just finished. It's not coming back till probably next year because that's what I like about Image. They allow the creators to take breaks in between their arcs. So you'll get like an arc and then they'll take a break for a few months and they'll come back and it keeps the story fresh. And, you know, how many, it, how many issues was the arc? less delays. Huh? How many issues was this arc? So far, six. Okay, I have five. So I need to go in and get six. Yeah, six just came out, I think, last week, if I'm not mistaken. Last week or this week. I can't remember. Probably the last part week. Of my pile. It is it's one of my favorite artwork is great because gary frank kills it all the time i mean batman earth one superman uh doomsday clock yeah, yeah. the man is a, a beast at art and jeff johns i've been a fan of his for years so the fact that he did something creator owned i just got so excited and i knew i was going to buy every single issue and it's right now it's really the only other really is the only creator owned title that i'm picking up consistently because like i just I gotta read it. I gotta know what's going on. Yo, they're gotta, probably gonna make this into a movie, right? Um, the, I have not heard a single thing about this being developed as a movie, which is good for me. Just like, don't touch it. Let it do its thing, man. Let it run its course before you even want to consider doing adaptation. Like seriously, ah. don't, do don't do that. Like they already announced, like Oblivion song is gonna be like a show or movie with Jillian Hall. Oblivion. What? Yeah, yeah. Oblivion's it's another. It's another image uh, book that Robert Kirkman created. Walking Dead. What's that about? Yeah, I'm searching. I'm it reading up. that up next. It's on issue 33. How are they already about to make a series for that? It's not even series or a movie. Yeah. More than likely a movie. Probably it has to be a movie. More likely for Oblivion song, it has to be a movie. I see it too, because I mean, all right, for the for the for everyone listening out there, um, Oblivion song is basically like. Kind of think of uh, uh, what was the one with Tom Cruise where he's like in the the mech suit. Oh, and uh, day after tomorrow. Tomorrow. Edge of tomorrow. Edge of tomorrow. Oh, all right. So it's like uh, it's not necessarily an alien invasion, but these guys are like going into this desolate wasteland that kind of just popped up out of nowhere uh, in the middle of a city. Uh, I forgot what city it escapes me right now, but like um, these creatures and everything is opening up a portal to another dimension. And uh, someone opened up this portal to another dimension and it was only like a hundred mile radius. All right. And it just so happened to be activated inside of a city. So the city is not teleported, but it opens up this dimension. It drops on top of the city and you have these creatures and monsters running wreaking havoc, eating people, um, people are running away, uh, and the military kind of quarantines, um, quarantines around uh, what happened, like the site that it happened in. Uh, 
basically what they say, uh, they call this, this quarantine off area, uh, they call it oblivion. And when they say oblivion song, you have people who are actually living in oblivion or not, they're not living in oblivion. Uh, the people who are going into oblivion and say, and pulling people out and saving their lives. They said that while they were there, like there's this eerie kind of like silence compared to like how the city used to be. And they're like, it's kind of like the essence of this alternate reality. And they call it like, it's like singing to us. It's the oblivion song, basically. Mm -hmm. like, that's how it comes about. That's how, that's where the title of, of the story comes into play. It's like, it's the oblivion song. Um, it is the essence of what this dimension is and what came of it. You know what I mean? Okay. So that's what oblivion song is about. Or that's how it starts off. It's not really what it's about. It's, it's really, really good. But yeah. Oh, did you pick this up? So is that Spotted Joker? No, I haven't. Was that a black label? Yeah, it's uh, number two. That's oh, a black label? I need yeah. to pick that up. Yeah, number two came out uh, uh, last week. Whew. Okay. I was looking through it this morning. What's that about? Because is everyone trying to kill the fucking Joker? You got Jim Gordon. Now you have the Suicide Squad. Didn't you read number one? This is the one with Red Hood leading the team. What? No, I didn't read that. What? Red Dude, Hood's leading the team? He's leading the Suicide Squad? Yeah. Amanda Waller recruits him specifically to go kill the Joker. That's it. Like, she gives him a team of, uh, of course, you know, how the Suicide Squad works, team of, like, B-level guys, like Wild Dogs on the team and a few others. Um, Harley Quinn, obviously, is on the team. Um, but, yeah, that's their whole point is to go find out where the Joker is and take him out. Amanda Waller, like, totally, like, plucks Jason out of, uh, out of prison and tells like, lays them lays the deal on him, and he's like, all right, I'll do it. Whoa, whoa. I haven't read whoa. Second Issue. What's up? What, how is Jason in prison? Ah, oh, man, this is like probably during the time where he's like more of a more of a hardcore like vigilante slash killer. Oh, then oh, you know now right. now not not the like reform being welcomed back into the family. Jason Todd that he's you know becoming more and more in the bad books. Oh hell yeah! This black label, you know, black label. These guys rock, dude. I love it's old school. They get, they get to they get to have fun. It's yeah. not. It's not like when uh when the comic authority came in and censored everything. It reminds me a lot of um, kicking ass of the Marvel Max line. It reminds me a lot of that. Absolutely, Marvel Max line. I don't remember that. It was essentially what Black Label is. It was a mature imprint for Marvel books. And Wolverine, Punisher. Yeah, oh. like the put like the Punisher like the best Punisher series you'll ever read. Uh, was the, the Punisher Max series from Garth Ennis. Like, it's, it was the most, the best version you'll ever read of the character. Literally pulling it's it out. In, that, look, yeah, that's the one that takes place after Garth Ennis. That, that, that run is also great. Absolutely. This, this is a really dope book from Punisher. Uh, okay, I, I didn't love know the Garth Ennis run because it grounds Frank in reality. If Frank, you know, was a dude that went to Vietnam and did all these things, he would not be a young guy in modern times. He'd be like mid, almost middle age, old dude, and that's how they paint him as like probably like a fifty year, fifty plus year old dude, and who just will kill you without a second 
like second thought. It was that I can't praise that run enough. Seriously, oh, I can't praise it enough. Like you, you always think like they, you always think that you know they have the drop on him, but it you know he'll just surprise you with like something out of left field that he you know he's always ten steps ahead of you. Yeah, and it's just ah. Uh, I know, so man. satisfying, such a satisfying series. Like I highly recommend everyone out there has to read the Garth Ennis Punisher Max series. It is some phenomenal, good Punisher stories. Alex, I got to borrow that from you. Uh, yeah, no, absolutely. And then Jason Aaron picks up the ball and he still kills it too. Like he does a run with Steve Dillon and it's just as good, which Damn. is crazy. Damn. Crazy. Wait, so what happens with Suicide Squad and the Joker? Well, uh, the, the first issue ends with um, the team get facing off with, like, a gang of Joker wannabes. That's oh. kind of, like, where it, it leaves off. Haven't read issue two yet, but I was flipping through it, and it <laughs> it's, like, it looks like Amanda, like, Waller, like, threw a curveball because it ends with a second team showing up. And this is, like, the A-team squad. Cause it's got uh, fuck man, he, the He's leader and the leader in the movie that we didn't want to die. He just oh, died. Rick flag. He got flag, uh, flag, Deathstroke, Deadshot. Holy shit! Uh, I'll, let me go to the last page because this. Bro, Deathstroke and Dead Deadshot. That's insane. Rick Flag, Deathstroke, uh, Death Blood, <laughs> Bloodsport, Peacemaker, Deadshot, Firefly, and some other dude that's way too covered up. All heavy they show hitters. up All heavy so, fucking yeah, at hitters. the very end on the last page. That's her second team? Uh, that shows up, yeah. <laughs> that is an A squad of hitters. That is crazy. <laughs> Like, how do you not? How is that not your fucking first team? Like, <laughs> you know, I understand the story writing, but damn, like, how do you come back with a team like that and be like, oh, this is my plan B? Like, how would you not use your plan B? Like, yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's only a, it's a three issue, so like, it's a three issue mini, so it'll be done by next issue. Um, if oh, you like man. Brian, if you like Brian Azzarello, phenomenal writer, you'll love this. If you like Alex Maliev. Who did a you know the Bendis Daredevil stuff in the late nineties? You'll love the artwork. Wait, this is very this is gritty, an very Moorish. I love it. What's up? This is an Azarello story. Yeah. Oh, I gotta pick this up. Then. Fuck, I mean, I, I exactly, missed it. Right? Shit. When is when is Azarello writing anything for DC not good? Like I'm looking, I'm looking at my 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 freaking my books right now, and boom, like this one, this is sitting right there at the front. Look at that, Brian like, Azarello. Oh, have you read this? Nah. I haven't oh read it either. Believe I gotta, I gotta lend you all my Azarello stuff if you've not read Azarello. What's another Azarello book? Because I, I hope I read one. Hundred Bullets. Nope. That's oh, Batman one. Black Label. Um, Batman Dan. Batman Dan. Luther. Um, I forgot what the he did a Batman run right after Jim Lee did the right after the hush run he did the run next after hush i forget what the storyline is called but it was yeah, really he's, well received he's at new york comic con i gotta meet this guy he's gotta be there he's gotta be there yeah i don't know with covid and everything who knows 
yeah, yeah, you know, you, you really don't know who's going to be there. I think it's, it's going to be a hit. Very unfortunate. It's very unfortunate. Huh? I think it's going to be – I think it's dumb if they don't show up. Yeah, it would be, I, I mean, be like hit. it's – the way the way Repop is running it, it looks like it's going to be a very semi-exclusive event because they did have to decrease capacity to follow COVID restrictions. Um and they're requiring vaccination. They pop that on everybody last last minute. Uh, you have to show that you've been vaccinated and that you have a negative COVID test before you come in. So you're vaccinated, but you also show a negative COVID test. And it has to be a PCR. Can't I don't think it can be a rapid. Mm. So all those guidelines have to follow. And so obviously, like people who did buy the tickets, I heard that a bunch of tickets went on sale shortly after that. Yeah, After yeah. They made that announcement. They had, a, they had like extra tickets go on sale like a like a few days ago or or coming up. I saw that post. And the prices are obviously they're crazy because I feel like I don't know. I, I'm really I'm I'm at a loss as to how how this Comic Con is really gonna look. I don't think it's gonna be that packed, which is a good I thing, so. I guess. Seriously. I don't know. I don't know if it's a good or a bad thing, but they said the de- decreased capacity. By a certain percentage, I think it's said 30 or 40 percent, which is a lot. That is a fucking that is a lot of people to cut, you know. That's it's gonna feel it, it's gonna feel empty in there. You're gonna feel it, you're gonna feel it. That decreased capacity, I feel like just walking on the show floor is gonna be so empty. It's gonna feel like it's near the end of the day. And you listen, know, I'll tell you this right now. I'm 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 looking forward to it. What am I doing? Do you want to see? <laughs> Come on. She said, What are you doing? Yeah, look, it's Alex. We just saw each other a couple of hours ago. <laughs> Hi Whoa. Mia. Mia, no, don't do that. <laughs> but yeah, we'll I'll, I'll we'll see what happens with this New York Comic Con. You want to go to Comic Con? You want to go to Comic Con? He's gonna go to Comic Con. You want to go? <laughs> Say yes. Say yes, Mia. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Mia, what are you doing? You're killing me here, girl. <laughs> Yo, yeah, I think Comic Con's gonna. It, it, the, yeah, that's the whack part. The decreased capacity is gonna. It's good for many things that you can visit your favorite exhibitors, but then on the other side, it's it's like a decrease in energy. Yeah, that's the problem exactly. Yeah, it's a decrease in energy. Is it gonna? Is it gonna meet up? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, I mean they've already put out a bunch of like lists as to who the guests are. I haven't been able to look at it yet. Yeah. Um, but hopefully, like a lot of heavy hitters show up so that you know you get to enjoy con. Right. Rather than just going to Comic-Con and just being like, all right, this person didn't show up, this person didn't show up, you know, which is totally understandable. I'm not going to hold it against writers or artists if they're worried about COVID. Like, yo, yeah, you do it right. right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, they're looking out for themselves and I'm not going to fault them for that either. Absolutely. I'd rather, I'd rather people be safe because, I mean, like, it's not like it's cool. They go over, they get sick, God forbid, and then, you know, something happens to them. Absolutely. You know? I'll tell you this. You want to keep decrease capacity and keep it, you know, people in the large crowds gathering. You fucking limit cosplayers taking pictures. Yeah, word. 
Word. That's what you got to do. Or limit the fuck out of them. Like, you know, having them with those huge costumes and then like, everyone just surrounds them taking pictures. That's yeah. your problem right there. Yeah. Eliminate that. We'll get to move around a lot quicker and I'll be a much more happy camper. I mean, like most of the most of the time, they're kind of like they have their own section of the convention floor. So, like, you know, that's also part of the culture. You got to remember, like, oh, yeah, yeah. So I do part of the culture. It does introduce. I feel like for some people, like they'll see a particular character. This one cosplayer like, yo, that guy looks really, really cool. Who is that? And it kind of introduces some people to new characters that they've never seen before. Or it just piques their interest. Whip out their phone real quick. Go on Google. And then boom, now they're on the show floor on the right hand side at the comic book stands and being like, yo, do you have a comic with this guy? Do you by any chance have action comics number whatever? Just to, you know, kind of like get them into reading. I mean, like I always say, like, that's the only way to really grow the culture is to continue growing the culture is, you know, get people to go to their local comic book shops, support them, pick up some books, read them, you know? See what's going on with their favorite characters. Get into it. Do you know the DC uh, character who has the red, uh, the red mask, and he has blonde hair and he has guns? He's a DC character. Grifter. 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 Yeah. Yeah, Grifter. So when I went to Comic Con, (laughs) they were like, I met like fucking twenty because you know I was working the booth, one of the booths. So yeah. uh, there was like 20 fucking, I saw 20 dudes dressed as like grifter, like throughout like two days. And each time, bro, each fucking time they came over, they were like, yeah, like a lot of these people, they don't even know comics. Like, like, can you guess who I am? Can you guess who I am? And I'm like, after I heard it the first time, I'm like, grifter? And he goes, wow, you know your stuff. Because no one dresses like grifter. And I'm like, all right, you're like the fucking... <laughs> Just because you dress like Grifter doesn't mean like you're a comic. <laughs> Yo, bro, those guys were legitimately, bro. Every single one of them all commented that they were Grifter. We're like, all right. <laughs> I get it. We get it. You know comic books because you know Grifter out of all fucking people. <laughs> that's like that's like everyone going as um, was that character by uh Jamie Tyndall, uh White Widow, like dressing up as the White Widow, and you're just like Oh, like, he's like, oh, you know, people all think that I'm, like, this new spider girl. It's like, you're White Widow. I promise you, you are not the only one here dressed as White Widow. Like, without the mask on, just straight bodysuit. Like, you're probably online looking for a quick cosplay, and you're like, oh, this one, this one looks cool. And I was like, yeah, you don't even, are you even reading the White Widow series? Uh, I don't want to be that guy, but it's just like, you know, have fun. Have fun. Represent these characters, represent them in the right way. Um, and that's all it is. That's part of the culture. And if people don't get it, educate them. Be like, oh, well, this is who this character is, blah, 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 this, then the third. It was like like one of my favorite latest Marvel heroes is uh, like Silk. I love Silk. She's a dope character. Some female Asian hero. Um, her powers are close to Spider-Man. And I was following her since her appearance. And I was like, all right, this is really cool. Kind of depressing, but I mean, most heroes, their backstories are all very depressing. I get it because they had to set her up. But, you know, like I saw one 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 person, they were dressed up as Silk. I was like, yo, that's a really dope Silk. And she's like, she's like, I feel like nobody knows who this person is. And I was like, right. I'm like, 
I'm like, no. Right. She's, she's coming in the forefront. A lot of people know who you are. It's just that she's not the most popular thing out there right now. But like, kudos to you for dressing up as Sil. Right. Like, you don't have to go around bragging like Shh, nobody knows who I am. Then why do you pick that hero? Yo, bro. Why do you pick that hero me? to dress up as? The worst are the fucking people who cosplay as anime characters. Those were the hel- most funniest fucking people. They're like, do you even know who they-? they all, by the way, talk alike. They're all like, <laughs> mad cocky and like they look down on you because you don't watch anime. Oh my God, it's the worst. I fucking hate it. I'll never go back to Dude, get back like to your crunch roll. Never. What, 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 who are these people? Like, <laughs> like, yo, there's just so many animes to keep track of. Like, I can't. No, I can't. I really cannot. My response no. always to them is like, oh, my God. How do you, you wait? You don't know who this is? My response is always like, you know, it's not real. <laughs> it's not real, you know, right? You know that, right? It's not real. Okay. I was always a. That was always the thing, like, when I was at Midtown, like, me and a lot of the other guys, like, when, I, when one of us would do, like, get really into, like, a deep, like, uh, talk about any kind of, like, comic or, like, a character or anything that's, like, really big that was happening the week that any one of us have read, someone always, at the drop of a hat, would just come out of nowhere, like, you know, it's not real, though, right? That was, like, <laughs> an ongoing joke for everyone in the store, like, all the guys, we all did it to each other. It was, like, like the inside joke. It was that's great. Hilarious. It was that, and then there was always it, I, there was always the uh, Winter Soldier came out. It was always like you know when you, you know you're going for a dab, and it was always like Hail Hydra to everyone. <laughs> we did to the customers, like you know we helping them with books. You're like here you go, Hail Hydra. Like it was like a, it, it went on for months. That's fun. That's fun. I like That's that. Dope. I like. That's I like that too. Yeah, it was like it was it was, it was fun, man. Like doing that kind of stuff back then. It was yeah, I enjoyed it. A lot. Some animes, some animes are just you know. I mean, if you want to cosplay and you want to do something simple and you don't want to go all balls to the wall spending money, like you come up with simple things. Yo, I forgot to mention. Um, I've been reading. Uh, so first of all, DC is amazing. I've been reading also Marvel. I've I've been reading yeah, X Men. Really I've been reading X Men. Um, it's getting interesting. Um, remember how I said before how Professor X and Magneto, they were mad fucking iffy? Like, they're, they're mad weird. I mean, yeah. they're, running like a, they're running a weird-ass society. Like, they're just bizarre. So, number one, Scarlet Witch has been murdered. And they're blaming it on Magneto uh, because it was the only thing, apparently, that could, like, have her hands tied or something and the way they reasoned it was like scarlet which would never let anyone get that close to her unless she loved them so all signs pointed to magneto where they even made a vote to like uh i forgot do Vic, do you know the vote do you know what i'm talking about the trial of magneto i love magneto uh, I, haven't read I saw it. that comic i didn't pick it up i didn't pick it up either um i i vaguely remember reading something about it, like vote um you would know more than me because yeah. uh, you're out of, yeah. you're definitely reading more X Men than I have than I am. However, I do want that to change since some books are coming back into stock. I want to jump on this X Men like from the beginning of Hickman's uh, takeover of the series. So I'll definitely Hickman's be jumping. Over? Well, no, no. When he took when basically when he took over 
uh, like three, four years ago, around the time when Mia was born. That's when he like took over all the X-Men, like the architecture of like everything that's happening now was all because like he planned it out years in advance or like he planned it out. Um, he's leaving after uh, his last series, Inferno. So I don't know what's going to happen. So that's, that, that's it. So all of all the crazy shit is leading to Inferno and Inferno is basically putting everyone under the microscope, Professor X, Magneto, everyone at the table, Beast, because they're all super weird. I mean, they're clearly manipulating all the X-Men and Beast is like, bro, and Cyclops. Cyclops is this weird fucking cult hippie, like just following everything Professor X and at Magneto say like they they've they've created this weird island it's just weird man it's just fucking weird apocalypse is there mystique is there and they're all fucking shady Sabretooth is over there and for some reason as shady as they are it's just hunky dory like they're all fucking living together it's just very fucking weird i think that i think professor x i think he has like a i think he's controlling a lot of people i think he's manipulating emma frost or something um, I just feel that that weird love triangle between Wolverine, Cyclops, and Jean Grey, I think that's super odd. I think Professor X is manipulating that. Um, I don't know, but everyone's being put under the microscope, like including like including Beast, who's been acting very weird. I mean, just knowing Beast as like that fucking guy that cares about humans and mutants and he wants everyone to get along, like this beast is all about mutants only. Like, you don't give a fuck about anyone else. I'm not, I'm not talking about Age of Apocalypse Beast. I'm talking about regular Beast. Age of Apocalypse Beast was fucking... Oh, Dark Beast? I'm all about Dark Beast. He's he's a mastermind. Mastermind. I like that they brought him back for a bit, too. Dude, when I was, when I was at uh, Midtown Grand Central, they had so many X-Men graphic novels in stock. I just wanted to grab them all classics and the new stuff i just wanted to like yo i haven't read x-men in so long i miss reading x-men yeah 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 there's definitely something that you you should pick up and uh i picked up deadpool black white and blood yes really fun it's fun i'm, I'm loving the good. black white and blood series coming out dude first I, one was I, good second issue is so much is so much better I like that they're doing these anthologies. They're following, you know, Marvel's, you know, like the Batman Black and White, Superman Red and Blue, Wonder Woman Black and Gold. Now they have, you know, they have Wolverine and Deadpool. Do more anthologies, you know, just do these really great short stories and get like the best of the best of the best talent just doing these cool stories. Everybody loves anthologies. You know, I'm I'm normally not into anthologies, but I am into this one only because of the Yeah, you know, I think it always depends on the character. Yeah. Well, the cover art, and I like I like the title, Black, White, and Blood. That's, right. why, I yeah. That's why I got Deadpools. It's a great title. So yeah. I like followed the Logo one, and I followed the um, the that that one. I followed the Logan. I mean Wolverine, and I followed the um Carnage one. Carnage was really fun. The Carnage was really good. It's twisted, the, huh? What's the Superman one? Well, the Superman one, the Superman Red and Blue is essentially like Batman Black and White. It's just a an anthology of different Superman stories with some of like the best talent out there writing and drawing for it, you know? Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. It's the first time they've done one for him. Like 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 like, like in that mold that I've then I can remember. Uh, uh. But yeah. 
Deadpool is a fun read. He teams up with Gambit in the second one. Uh, he has this little run-in with uh, with Purple Man, which uh, is is really really funny. Uh, well, first of all, with the story with Gambit, um, they get to an island where there's a bunch of fucking vampires. Like Gambit was recruited by Professor X to get this vampire girl and recruit her to the X Men. Um, little did he know that uh, this vampire girl also eats babies and like she's insane. So Gambit's on that island and then Deadpool's the bartender. He was like, oh, are you with that girl? And then he was like, yeah, I'm here to recruit her. And then Deadpool was like, oh, well, I'm here to kill her. And uh, he's like, why? <laughs> like, uh, wait, he immediately kills her and Gambit's like, you don't just kill people like that. And then he's like, dude, like she eats babies. And he's like, what? He's like, yeah, like her and all of her other vampire friends and all the people on the island turn into vampires, right? So they're running and uh, Deadpool apparently planned a lot of C4 bombs all over the island. He's going to kill everybody. So him and Gambit are taking off in a helicopter. And as they're taking off, he's like, shit. He's like, I don't have my, uh, I don't have the charger, like to, to detonate all the C4. And then Deadpool is like, fuck. He's like, <laughs> he's like and then uh, the next clip is like Gambit going, you ready? He's like, yeah. He charges Deadpool and you see Deadpool like flying out of the helicopter, like, ah, like, and he just blows up the entire island. So Gambit charged up Deadpool and threw him on the island and it all exploded. <laughs> it was so dope. It was so fun. Gambit fucking Omega level motherfucker. Omega level. Omega level. He's a beast. Hold on one His second. Power is so dope. Give me one second. One second. No, sorry. Anyway, bro, but. I got a fucking dip because I got a got a trip tomorrow. But I appreciate you guys hopping on the podcast. Um, thanks for thanks for everybody listening. Uh, reading recommendations from all of us. Uh, from me, I'm definitely gonna recommend Deadpool, Black, White, and Blood, hundred percent. I would recommend like the X Men series is okay. It's just it's whatever. But I would recommend Batman, Catwoman, and I would recommend Infinite Frontier. That's me. Stole the bitch. Stole my books. <laughs> uh, of all the ones that I've just mentioned, of the story arcs that I've mentioned, um, the main recommendation that I'm going to recommend is definitely Nightwing. If you can get your hands on these books, get them. Because this is this is a major turning point in Nightwing's story. And I feel like this is these are definitely definitely all key issues and a key story arc to be reading about to set you up if you're a big fan of the bat family and the other characters just besides batman and you want to see some really dope things going on definitely pick up nightwing nice well said well said um uh i'm gonna go what i mentioned before if you guys really want a really just a really good creator-owned series geiger from jeff johns and gary frank it is some really great world world building going on in this book, and I'm very excited where it goes forward. Um, and I'm also going to recommend definitely Dark Ages from Marvel, from Tom Taylor. If you guys have loved, if you guys love Injustice, you guys like uh, Deceased, I would totally recommend Dark Ages. It's definitely Tom Taylor just not giving a damn about any kind of continuity whatsoever in terms of like, whether or not Peter and MJ have a daughter or all this other, or like anything. Oh, good. It's just turning out to be a fun, great 
story. Just like how like you go in with DC's deceased and you didn't think anything, you know, just go in with an open mind and it, you, you see everybody die and it turns out to be one of the coolest things <laughs> to be done. Dude, so cool. Dark Ages is turning out to be something, I think is going to be something pretty special. And I'm loving the costumes. I'm loving the redesigns of a lot of the costumes. I think it's, it's turned out to be a lot of fun. Tom Taylor, you can never go wrong when he's writing a book. God, man, that's such a good one. We should have talked about this. But yeah, I know. I totally forgot to bring it up. Alex, Alex you got to read it. You got to read it. Dark Ages. Oh, all right. It's so good because really you know, nothing to do with anything. It's its own story. Yeah, it's so good. It, there's like, and there's no like, well, at least I can tell there's not going to be any big tie-ins or anything like that or tie-in to anything major. It just, it's its own thing. And I love it. I love that it's its own thing. Okay. Come. All right, guys. Well, thanks for everyone's time again, Alex. Always a pleasure. Vic. Signing off. Of course, as always. All right, guys. Till uh, till we talk again. Uh, next comic class, everyone, we'll be talking everything Batman related. Everything Batman related. All right. This is Melly G. This is Alex. This is Vic signing off. Peace. Later. Peace.